Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's playoff time, big stakes, bigger promotions. It's time to hammer the over and score some cash. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to lower the over-under on a featured playoff game. All players who place a bet on the featured basketball game will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. That's right, for every 1,500 players who bet the over on the select game, the over-under will drop by one point. Every better who hammers the over in the featured game helps to lower the game's over-under. The best part is that even as the line lowers, the odds remain even money. That's right, you can double your money by hammering the over. DraftKings, again, is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family, this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds on doubling your money. That's promo code TATE for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. Max $25 wager. One per customer. Offer ends 523-21. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are at war with the Sacramento Kings. Enough is enough. Mm. I am disgusted by what has transpired, Tate, and we have to call attention to this. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have taken Kyle's guy. They've taken Kyle guy from us, first yes. of all, which is already... Like, uh, I'm upset. I'm upset about yes. that. that Kyle but he's guy, still on a pro team, is yeah. getting paid, so we're okay. We let it happen. I, I wanted him to they be a Virginia. Us for Kyle. I wanted him to be a Virginia forever, <laughs> but that's okay. That's how it works. You uh-huh. have to graduate and move on. But then... Tate, mm. this this guy Kyle Draper, who was this, this was his first season calling games for the Sacramento Kings. I looked this up. Uh, he he announces on the Kings final game this week, and it was Sunday, right? Yep. Uh, that Tyrese Halliburton is quote Kyle's guy of the year. Yes. Graphic and everything. And uh, I just wanted to call. I just wanted to start out the show by by mentioning that. So uh, we 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 have there's an ongoing war with the Sacramento Kings. Unfortunately and, for uh, us, Kyle guy tried to throw down a windmill in the same <laughs> game. It did not go down. So. <laughs> Tough. Yeah, it, was, it, it was, wasn't a good day for the brand. It was not a great day for the brand, but uh, we're, we're we're here to fight another day. Our segments are public domain. Our guy can't throw down a dunk. What's going on? Speaking of NBA stuff, uh, your beloved Charlotte Hornets, my beloved Indiana Pacers, mm. in the play-in game on Tuesday, and it can't even be the seven-eight game. You know, it it's had not. to be nine-ten. It's, it's the single worst play. There's no one's gonna watch this. No one's gonna care. But we're gonna care, and we're gonna be locked in. Uh, I'm ready. Maybe. I don't know. I'll I'm check ready. the score with like. I got my a- Hornets stuff on. I, honestly, I cared on Sunday, and then Bradley Beal just ripped my heart out. <laughs> I was fired up. I'm gonna check the score halfway through the fourth quarter, and then maybe I'll throw it on if it's a good. Game. Uh, uh, here's what we got to talk about today. Mac McClung to the NBA. Mm. Um, he is gone. He is leaving college basketball. He is Kyle. Poor one Speaking out. of Kyle Guy leaving us, Mac McClung is a. We're a losing all of our bits that we have loved on yes. this program for a very long time. He announced on Monday. Riff Raff's cousin. To the that NBA. he is going to the NBA draft. Uh, I guess we should say the NBA draft because it remains to be seen whether he goes to the mm-hmm. NBA. Uh, we have um, um, Patrick Baldwin has committed to Duke. We haven't talked about this yet. He or not to Duke to his dad. I'm sorry to his dad oh, in wow. Milwaukee. I was he, like, he what was, do you know? <laughs> still time. <laughs> there is still time. He did not commit to Duke. That is why this is a story. We 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 were under the assumption, mm-hmm. as most people are, that everybody five star has Duke, Duke was. Was, yeah yes. that he was going to Duke. He says no. I'm going to to the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee to play for my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what what else is there to talk about? Kentucky can, continues to collect 
transfers and five stars. Yes. And, and Calipari is making memes. Your now best player, of the your best J. coach. Cole's I'll album. take them all. Yes. Yeah. So that's where we are. Things uh, are things are happening. And finally, we have Andy Katz on. Yes. He's back on the program to uh, to discuss all the happenings in the offseason, everything going on in his his life, kind of <laughs> uh, in, in the world of college basketball. All of that coming up. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Andy Katz coming up in a little bit. First, we got to talk about Mac McClung, uh, who announced today, we're recording this on Monday afternoon, uh, Mac decides that after putting his name in the transfer portal, uh, when Chris Beard left for Texas, and uh, we certainly thought, the two of us, and I don't know Mm -hmm. if the world at large thought this, but we thought, he's probably going to Texas. He's probably following his coach to Texas. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mac thought that. And Chris said, you know what? We're good here, Mac. You've you've served your your purpose yes. to me. Uh, whatever it was, Mac McClung <laughs> pulls his name out of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. There's celebrations all throughout Lubbock, I assume, that Mac McClung will be back. He will be playing for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And Mac McClung today said, "Not so fast. Mm-hmm. I am officially signing with an agent. I'm officially going to put my name in the NBA draft." And uh, it's an end of an era. It's the end of a Mac McClung era. Mac McClung said, I think it's time I go all in. And that's what, you know, we wanted him to do from day one when he got to Georgetown, when he's playing for Patrick Ewing. And then he goes and plays for Chris Beard. He has a great season. You mentioned Texas. He had a game winner against Texas this year. So there was a little bit of uh, can he really join, you know, the Longhorns after this, you know, long uh laborious relationship that they had for three months um but and i think the answer was yes by the way i I think think it was yes i I think if you've paid attention to what's going on in college basketball throw out everything yeah that you've ever thought about you ever everything you've known about college basketball throw it out Mm -hmm. forget it (laughs) no uh certainly that part of it the idea that 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 in conference transferring. I mean, that's uh, what I mean. Wheeler committed to Kentucky today, too, as well. The the, the leading scorer of Georgia last season, yeah, uh, Severe Severe. How do you say its first name? Severe, Sh- Severe, yeah, uh, commits to, to Kentucky from Georgia today. He was their leading scorer last year. Pretty sure he beat Kentucky with Georgia this yes. year, and I have to fact check that. But and I'm then he commits sure to Kentucky, happened. and that's not like that part of it almost doesn't even register. Mm-hmm. It, it does, but it's more of like a trivial thing rather than like a Oh my God! This is this is insane that he's gonna. How can you cheer? How can you now go from like it's I just mean, part of what, what college? Just to give on? a Tobacco yeah. Road example, Garrison Brooks, the preseason ACC Player of the Year, and NC State's you know Shaquille Moore, who was the face of their team, they now are teammates at Mississippi State. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are. That's uh that's where we arrived with this. Uh, but Mac McClung, going to the, I I guess like from a standpoint of uh his his draft stock. You might say that this is another thing. I guess we should mm. say uh, in this world of college basketball we live in, guys declaring for th- this is certainly not a, a new thing this year. This has been going on for like five years. But guys declaring when they're not necessarily first rounders, I think the outside world might look at them and say, "This is stupid. Why would you do this?" Mm-hmm. And uh, this this is the modern college basketball situation, which is that a guy like Mac McClung may not be a first rounder, probably won't be a first rounder. If if you're basing your your decisions to go or not go, you would say you should definitely come back to school mm-hmm. and, and improve your draft stock. But I think it's smart in this sense, Tate, that Mac McClung, I don't think is going to improve. Like he, he, he will improve. You know what I mean? But he's not going to, there's nothing 
that you you if, if you're if you're a pro scout and you've watched Matt McClung to this point, there's nothing he's going to show you next year that he hasn't already shown you, right? Like he's I, kind of a finished yeah. product of mm-hmm. what he is. And whether that's good enough to play in the NBA or not, I don't know. Obviously, he's going to get better. Obviously, the, he he shoots threes. He's going to improve his three point shooting. The, his playmaking will improve. Like that sort of stuff will improve. But who he is as a player at his core, we know who Mac. We know who he is. is. Yeah. That's who he is, and mm-hmm. he's he's nasty, and I love him. He is and not I'm white Iverson. That yeah, and that, I think that was his introduction to the world. In fact, I think a lot of people think that Post Malone made White Iverson about Mac McClung, a guy who eclipsed AI's you know scoring record in the state of Virginia, who then goes to Georgetown, who's supposed to be this superstar in the making. Obviously, things change. He transfers. He has a great year at Texas Tech. But I think the good news for Mac McClung is he's not expected to be that transcendent talent, right? right. That is the relief yeah. if you are Mac McClung. And the other relief is you want space. NBA, that's all they talk about is pace and space. So it does feel like a game where it fits him a little bit, and uh, he will have moments. I can Here's, see Mac McClung having a highlight where he throws down a windmill and everyone's going crazy. Yeah, down by 23 in yes. Sacramento on the last yes. day. Kyle, <laughs> saying, Kyle, Kyle, what are you doing? Don't let him take your spot. Kyle, listen, when Kyle Guy lost to UMBC, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he he wore that. He, he absorbed it. He spent yes. the whole offseason, and he came back a better player and won a national title. So I assume he's going to take this missed windmill. <laughs> he was laughing about it. He's going to take it. <laughs> Halliburton, gonna... Kyle's guy, he was collapsing. <laughs> what if uh, what if this Mac McClung decision is less about his professional career in mm. the National Basketball Association and and – and he's not doing this because he envisions a world where he's getting minutes for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's getting like seven minutes a game for the Grizzlies or something. And he's doing this because what he wants more than anything is to be the new Jack Cooley and dominate Summer League. Yes. And he he, he, he is... That would be a good answer. What if Mac McClung comes out and signs like a 10-year Summer League contract mm-hmm. where it's like, I've, I'm committing to the NBA that I will be at Summer League for the next 10 years and they're going to pay me like, I'm, I assume the NBA would pay like $40,000 a year. <laughs> I mean, whoever's advising him did a good job because his quotes are great. He said, I don't want to test the waters because I want to show that I'm not a one-foot-in, one-foot-out guy. Right. So if you're an NBA team, you read that, you're like, I love this guy's moxie i'm cannonball those waters yeah i love the grit uh and mac mcclung right now i think in summer league he could have moments where you convince yourself this guy could be oh he's going for me yeah i think mac mcclung was born for summer league yeah dennis smith like yeah i think uh i i I think this is the play tate i think mac i think summer league was made for mac mcclung i'm excited to what what, is 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 summer league going on this year by the way i it has not been decided yet this is uh this is the time i think i think maybe mac just decided it for them i I think we have to bring it back for mac i kind of would like the idea of like a a late summer like a kind of you know labor day type summer league situation where we get like late august september you're not competing with the nfl you're letting that happen but you also have some cool storylines going over here you go for your 12 month you know out of the year conversation so i hope that happens that yeah. would be nice but um fingers crossed not gonna wood as we say goodbye to mac mcclung in college basketball <laughs> as an amateur mm-hmm. uh where where when you look back on the mac mcclung experience one of the great all-time mixtapes one of the great all-time yes. uh recruitments of the internet uh where you're not even really sure if he's you're not even really sure if this guy exists as like a like I I had no idea how many stars his recruitment mm-hmm. was. I just knew that he was like he he existed in his own world if that makes yes. sense. He had hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. He, he was like basically uh seventh T- woods. He was yeah. T Jazz. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. T Jazz. Yeah, exactly. like like you don't even know if he's good at basketball or not. You just watch these highlights and you're like, yes. I don't know if this translates or not. But like I'm so locked in on what this guy has going on. <laughs> um, where as you look back on you, you mentioned seventh woods, he's certainly one of them. 
Uh, and then there were guys who like actually played in the league. Like mm-hmm. John Wall had an amazing mixtape. Yeah. I remember him being awesome. Uh, Derek Rose. I mean, yeah. Mind. I mean, there's. Uh, OJ Mayo was awesome. Yeah. Who was who was the kid? Who was the little kid? Uh, Akil Carr was that his name? Yeah, Do you remember I think, him? yeah, Akil Carr is the one. Yeah, that everyone, everyone loved. loved. Yeah. I I remember that. I remember watching his, and I was like, this. That was kind of like the end of my mixtape era, where yeah. I, I would I would be false fronted because Seventh Woods. I remember watching that. And then I went and saw him play at CP3's camp, and it was him, Junior Smith. They were like dunking on each other back and forth, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my God, this is the next Derrick Rose." Yeah. And then Seventh Woods was just the fully formalized version. Sometimes you just you hit your peaks at different points in your life, and I think Seventh is still a great guard, but we expect him to be Derrick Rose. Is Seventh still the mixtape god? I, think I, I don't so. know how you frame it, but like, like I the, mean, the Hammond jersey. Like when I think of a mixtape in my mind, I, and I was like coming out of high school at that point, so it wasn't like one of the earliest ones yeah. I saw. I mean, I remember. I mean, I played against John Wall in middle school. He, he was dunking. <laughs> Are you in the mixtape? <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the like the Zion thing where, where the kids clapping in like, Zion's face. We're playing, we're playing Word of God, and you're just like, man, th- these are God's army right here because they're throwing alley. He and CJ Leslie, you're like, this is unbelievable. Um, but in general, I think like Seventh Woods somehow because like the younger kids, like the Gen Z, whatever they, whatever we call them, yeah. they know Seventh Woods too. Yeah, you know, and they they like look at him as if he's like LeBron. Right, <laughs> like, right. I'm just hoping I can pop off like Seventh woods did so seventh woods is like uh, he 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 will always be a legend in my mind just for the mixtape alone. exactly yeah. like, he's he, gonna he, come he, back to south carolina by the way he will be back in college basketball oh that's so that's good. the rumor at that's least. so good not confirmed uh so where does mac mcclung rank amongst all those in terms of like as fast forward 30 mm-hmm. years and you say the name mac mcclung and you're you're an old man you're like Phew. how how hard of a Phew. sit down youngins let me tell you about this kid i, I remember when he was wearing the Iverson jersey and, and cocking yeah. back dunks and the fate like I went back by the way and I watched his I watched one of the mixtapes from high school it wasn't just the plays it wasn't just that he was crossing <laughs> dudes up and hitting step back threes and dunking on people yeah he was such a character man yeah like like he still is we know that and he's gonna be awesome and we're gonna <laughs> he follow has toned it back a little bit he's yeah. toned it back like he's getting a little more professional whatever but mm-hmm. like he, he did a lot of the Russell Westbrook point you know that the, the <laughs> yeah, video yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. like who is this guy he was doing that a lot he's he's his theatrics were so good like that man was made for he was wide Iverson he was wide Iverson dude he was like made, stepping over people if you could make yeah. a, a perfect specimen for like what will grab my attention in mm-hmm. a mixtape it was Mac McClung and yeah. so for that reason I'm going to answer my own question first before I let you talk no I guess. please please uh he might be number one for me for like mm. the mixtape experience of watching this and just being like i don't even know if this guy is going to play meaningful minutes in college basketball i don't know if he's going straight to the pros i don't know if he's like a mid-major level recruit i have no idea i yeah. know i love him and i'm gonna follow him wherever he goes that's what i decided when it, i was watching mac mcclung in high school it, it's, it's not like a julian newman isn't that the kid's name that yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not like one of those situations where you're like you saw him when he that's was, what i thought a kill car was yes, like, yeah he's yes. like more julian newman exactly yeah. and you expect this person i mean t jazz is kind of in the julian newman yeah. where i guess newman's better yeah. but you, you never know where they were going to be recruited. At least with Mac, I remember once I saw he get offered by like Georgetown and some of these other Virginia, some of these other schools, I kind of realized that he was for real. Then he broke AI scoring record. Yeah. We care about state scoring records here. We're, sure. we're high school basketball fans. So when he did that, I knew he was le- legitimate. The only thing that I will say is I wish that Georgetown, the Georgetown iteration of Mac McClung, I wish that that would have panned out because mm-hmm. I do think then I would have a lot more reverence for the situation because the kid that then that broke Iverson's record then goes to I- Iverson's alma mater, balls out. Like if he won the yeah. Big East tournament, it was Mac McClung right, leading right. this year. Then to me, Mac McClung is 
Yeah. I'm, I'm talking Listen, about him. Like, and, and going, kids, take a seat. Let me tell right. you what Mac McClung did. Right. I, I'm not sure I'm going to remember the Texas game yeah. uh, as I talk about his career. So I, I think it worked out for him. He he was the best newcomer in the Big 12. He, he yeah. certainly had great moments. They, Texas Tech had a fine season. and Compared uh, to what whatever, you expect, so, I mean, Seventh Woods, the game that I talk about was 16 points against Gonzaga. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, it's not one of those situations. You know, like, so I, I think Mac McClung uh, transferring, I think you look back on it and say, yeah, I got what I needed out of that. But us as fans, us as people that mm-hmm. just want, uh, we want every decision that all of these players make. As that's what that's what college, that's how it works in college basketball media. You don't want the players to make decisions for themselves. You want them to make them for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, that's how the fans work. Here. That's how we work. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the decision for us would have been Max Day's is, is mm-hmm. uh, you suck it up. I don't care how miserable you are at Georgetown. <laughs> Go back for the, for the memes, for the stories, mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. storylines, win the Big East tournament. Yeah. Uh, but it worked out for both parties. It worked out for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's happy at the end. I'm just saying, in in my made-up world, I would have loved to see that. Yeah, it's a what if. Yeah. It's a fun what if. It's a very, you know, nostalgic take on it. I yeah. just wanted him to be at Georgetown. <laughs> uh, so hopefully we get a, we get at least one summer league experience. I I, yeah. I, I have we're to believe one. we're going to get more than one. We're getting one. I have a feeling what Matt McClung is going he's to gonna summer He's going to be back. League. That's what I'm saying. Yes. He's, he's he's going to summer league like four years. If I am Mac McClung's advisor, I'm saying we're going to go hire, you know, Drew Hansen. And we're gonna get in these skills. Drew Hanson. What's his name? Drew Hanlon. Drew Hanlon. <laughs> Chris Hanlon. Here comes Chris Hanson. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna yeah, take a seat right over there. Drew Hanlon, and we're gonna work on just individual skills. We're gonna build up that left hand all day, and then we're gonna go over to China, and we're gonna watch Jimmer, and we're gonna say, Mac McClung, this is what you do. You come in, you watch Stefan Marbury tapes, and you watch Jimmer tapes over in China, and you yeah. go to the Beijing Ducks, and you try to be a superstar. The, I, that is my pitch to Mac. You McClung. want to talk about? Your Coachella jersey. I, one of my favorite things you've said is uh, Johnny G saying, "Oh, the, it's jersey the Coachella, Coachella jersey." Yeah. Well, that's one of the funniest things you've said on the show. <laughs> uh, let's go to Coachella. Mm. You're wearing the Johnny G saying UCLA. I'm yeah. wearing the Beijing Ducks. Mac McClung. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, the Ducks thing will be a hit. <laughs> It will be a hit. rip, dude. I mean, the Beijing and, Ducks is, I mean, probably valued over some NBA franchises. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> buying that jersey. I am buying that jersey. So, uh, oh man, we wish you luck, Mac. You're always welcome on this program if you're listening. Uh, if if anyone he's come else on is, the show he, twice, he's right? come on the show twice. Yeah. We want to get him on again at some point. Maybe we'll, if, if if Summer League happens, we'll we'll show up at Summer League and you can be our new Duncan, dude. Because like Duncan's not going to Summer League anymore, dude. Can I just quickly yeah. say I saw the list of the 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 least amount of offensive rebounds uh <laughs> in a season and of the top five it was duncan was on there twice jj reddick's on there twice and tony <laughs> snell's in the middle <laughs> those are the top five and i was dying laughing duncan get a rebound i i want to go i call it offensive rebounding that's who he and jj are they are offensive rebounders they like don't even try to rebound they are offending me by the way that they don't attack the glass and follow their shot you're offending me um, go get a rebound. All I hear is Tommy Alter's wheels turning, trying to figure out how to do a how to make a with, segment with yes. Tony Snell. He's <laughs> like, we just got to get Tony Snell into the fold, yes. and yes, we will have the entire <laughs> empire. Oh, yes. uh, Matt, uh, come, come back it. on the show. You'll always be welcome. We mm. love you. Uh, God bless you for what you uh, brought to amateur basketball for your run. And now Thank go make you. some money Thank and you. Uh, sell some Beijing Ducks jerseys. Seven hundred and thirty thousand Instagram followers. That's in every article I saw about Mac McClung going yeah. to the NBA. I don't know why that matters, but congratulations, you did it. You did uh, it. What what else? Do you want to talk about Instagram? Let's talk about uh, mm. a program that cares greatly about Instagram. Yes. Uh, it is the Duke Blue Devils. Yes, the influence. Uh, they they keep tabs. As we know, uh, on the documentary they made with the Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish team, 
mm-hmm. where Zion famously never took his shirt off in the pool. Uh, <laughs> as we all remember, there was a uh, the, the 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 deal they did with ESPN. Uh, they had the the. I'll, I'll never forget seeing that board in there where they were tracking all the top Instagram accounts and all the top Twitter followed <laughs> accounts in college basketball. And Duke's number one. We have more Instagram followers. They hanged, the, yeah, they hung the banner that that's any that other great. college yeah. basketball. Uh, so th- this caught my attention because I want to I want to bring this to your attention because we talked about uh, Coach K on this program a time or two. You have famously mm. said that you think maybe perhaps per chance Coach K might be doing a farewell tour this year maybe yes. maybe not i don't know i'll let, i won't put words in your mouth mm-hmm. you can you can you can uh agree or disagree with with that sentiment um but i don't know if you saw this tate in the last week jordan goldwire mm-hmm. uh future oklahoma sooner legend jordan goldwire said that he, he was asked point blank who do you think should take over for coach k and his answer was john shire and how does that shake up the the coach k power rankings what is that is mm-hmm. that a blip or is that a blo- a bomb on your radar what where are we now that is a coach that is in the machine getting foot soldiers on the ground, you know? Okay. And John, Jordan Goldwire, I almost called him Jonathan Goldwire. Jordan Goldwire spent four years at Duke. They were a fast four years, but he wants to be reminded as, you know, this tenacious guy, this tenacious guard at Duke that, you know, represented what they view as Duke basketball. And I think he does at a, at a very, very high level, honestly. And I think he was asked this question in this Q&A. Basically, he says this because Shire, he's very close to John Shire, and he wants John Shire to, he wants to put it out in the ether. Let's see what the reaction is. Let's see what people are thinking. John Shire, yeah. for the people at home, he thinks he is the next guy. You think so? I, I you know, we, I know I think, so. Yeah. I, I know so. John Shire, in his mind, is going to take over after Coach K. But, who, but I, I, I don't disagree with that, but how many other people exist in this world that also believe the exact same thing? That I think that I Coach K has convinced over. him that that is why he is being so loyal. That's why he's sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. He is the Brad Stevens of Duke. He saw Brad Stevens up close and personal, but he won that game. Brad Stevens didn't. That's and then everyone point. says, Brad Stevens, he didn't play in that game, John. He goes, shut up. <laughs> I don't care about that. I be, I, <laughs> Brad Stevens. Stevens guarded me in 2010. I gave him buckets. (laughs) And and I do think that is going to be what actually happens at Duke. I think it's going to be John Shire versus Brad Stevens. I think that is going to be the battle to see who's going to be the head coach at Duke. I think those two guys, and I think John Shire is building the foot soldiers of the players that came through this past era. So he has Zion that says, I think Shire should be the coach. He could be the coach. He, he was really close to me, and he he helped convince me to go to Duke. And then R.J. Barrett says that because he plays on the Knicks. Yeah. And then the gold wires of the world that are probably going to be calling games somewhere in five years, they're going to be saying, I think John Shire should be the coach. So regardless of what the timeline is, John Shire thinks he's going to be the guy. Yeah. And the person that's going to get in the way of that, as we know, is going to be Brad Stevens. So there's going to be a 2010 National Championship showdown to see who's going to be the next head coach at Duke. And I think Coach K picks Brad Stevens. Can I just say, yeah, I, I, you're probably right. Yeah, he, and I he think keeps John Shire, John, I think John his head explodes. The, yeah. I think he walks into the room and he like thinks that Brad Stevens is going to get told that he's not the head coach. Yeah. And he's kind of smirking off in the corner being like, K's my guy, he's got my back. And then he goes, Brad, you're my guy. With John in the room. <laughs> yes. I think John yes. comes into the and room. They call, they're, they're on speakerphone. Yes. They call Brad. And then Brad and Stevens then looks turns, at Nolan Smith and says, I want you to be my top assistant. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Kay, Kay makes that announcement as John is like melting in his chair. And then he turns and he's like, on one condition, Brad, that you mm-hmm. name John your top assistant. Yeah. And then John's like, okay, I guess I'll take it. <laughs> Could you imagine? There's no way. I, I think that uh, I think that that's going to be the craziest. If Coach K, you ask me, if it is his last year, which I think it probably will be, might not be this year, might be next year, but within this two-year window, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying probably two year window. 
His grandson is at Duke. I didn't know this. And he graduates next year. So two-year window uh, when he leaves. John Shire right now jockeying for position. I love it. I love it. Headlines. I, I, can I can I just say, whoever asked Jordan Goldbuyer this question, Great. I, thank you so much. Thank you. And I want to call on all of our media brethren mm-hmm. to make this a thing now. Who's like, next? If Anytime you're talking to anybody that has any affiliation with Duke, please ask them who's next. I need factions. I need mm-hmm. like some people. I need the the Grant. I need a Grant Hill faction. Yeah. I just want people to start throwing out Grant yeah. Hill's name, and then suddenly like Grant Hill has like seven or eight guys that he played with, or mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're saying they're they're saying his name. I need like I a need key smart Jeff Goodman Cherokee Parks faction. That's just like completely yes. erroneous <laughs> yeah. that nobody would ever take seriously, and he throws that out there. Like just Cherokee just Park <laughs> should be the guy. I want that too. I want all that. I want it. I want it to be this I whole just, but conversation. I, but I know. I need to know where everyone stands. I want yes. everyone on record. I need. I need Battier's opinion. Mm-hmm. Battier, who's going to take? The job? I'm on record. Jay John, Will, Shire, the job? John Shire will be the next head coach. All right. I'm on the I record. Like that. And if Brad Stevens is the next head coach, then I've also said that before. So <laughs> I, if you find that record and you play that one, respectfully, <laughs> I don't want. I want the Duke people. I need the Duke people. Yeah. To, I need the so Iron have, Dukes is what they call themselves. Yes. yes. I need. I need. Uh, Kentucky's La Familia. This is the brotherhood. The brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I need the brotherhood. I need Kyrie. I need all these guys. Yeah. Say who you want to be the new coach, and we the, draw the lines in the sand, and then we can uh, turn it into content on the show. I'm, so I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, all right, that's enough. Let's talk to Andy. Let's How about do that? It. Perfect. Quick break to talk about our friends at Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative is an online marketplace that delivers natural home beauty and personal care products directly to your door. What kind of products am I talking about? I'm talking about the kind of products, Tate, that you hate to buy. The kind of Mm. stuff around the house that you need. We're talking paper towels. We're talking laundry detergent. We're talking cleaning supplies. All this stuff where you run out of it. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, I have to make a trip to the grocery now to buy like Mrs. Meyer spray. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't. I'm telling you, you don't have to do that because Grove Collaborative is here for this. But wait, there's more. Grove Collaborative also wants to make it as easy as possible for you to switch to natural products so they carry the brands you know and love like Mrs. Meyers, which I, I love that spray, man. I, I love mm. Mrs. Meyer. You, you spray that on anything, wipe it down. Good as new. Uh, seventh generation method and Burt's Bees, as well as our best selling Grove made products. Like the the seedling tree free paper towels, the the Grove laundry detergent dispenser that cuts plastic waste by eighty percent, eighty percent, eighty percent, and one hundred percent recycled plastic trash bags, all in one place at Grove.co. With your first Grove order, we'll set you up with a free sixty day VIP trial, which includes unlimited free shipping, seasonal gifts, and early access to exclusive sales. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash Titus, you will get to choose a free gift with your order of $30 or more, but you have to use a special code. Go to grove.co slash Titus and get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash Titus. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Back to Tyson Tate. Joining us now for an off-season checkup is our good friend... Andy Katz, and I guess we'll do a college basketball offseason check-in. But before we do, Andy, we got to do an Andy Katz offseason mm. check-in. What is it that Andy Katz does in the offseason? <laughs> what are hobbies? What are you up to? How are you filling your time? What's going on? Give is the it people pickleball? Over. I feel like yeah. it's pickleball. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't um, graduated today yet. A lot of tennis. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, played a lot of tennis in the offseason. 
I migrate to Rhode Island here soon. Uh, so we have a place in Newport and we belong to the Hall of Fame there. So it's a lot of tennis. Uh, it'll move from indoor to grass. Love this. Uh, and um, uh, that's where a lot of my non-basketball time will be spent. What, what is your tennis attire? What, mm. what is, well, and, and, and on the water. And, in the water. I love that. What do you look like when you play tennis? Are you a headband guy? Do you mm. do a lot of Hat. sweatbands? Sh- All How white. short are the shorts? Mm. We got neon colors in there. Uh, what, what brand do you support? It's usually a backward hat okay okay um andy roddick you know i i don't well obviously i'm hoping that we're after the next week won't have to wear a mask anymore because that's annoying mm-hmm. uh playing with a mask on and my son actually uh had he's a sophomore in high school he had to play his whole season in a mask Whoa. and that's an outdoor sport yeah, that's but i digress um i have a sleeve because uh, on my right arm even though it has healed i had a little bit of a tennis elbow issue uh, a summer ago and now and i'm just now like, like ai and i just wear yeah. it to wear it yeah then it's in a t-shirt i'm the ai of tennis i love <laughs> this the sleeve is a nice touch yeah it is it is i like it uh let's talk about college basketball let's uh let's start with uh maybe the the uh, it was kind of the biggest news for us the last week or so because mm. we were trying to figure out what the hell this means and you're the expert you're the guy that knows people you're the guy that, that has the rolodex uh talk us through this new pac-12 commissioner who the hell is he what does this mean for mm. the conference uh where have we where have we fallen because when when it was initially announced i turned to all the media brethren to try to understand what this meant and everyone seemed to just look at each other and just be like we have no idea yeah who has the who take? is this yeah we, we, we all we, none of us know what to what to say here all right so first of all and forgive me george if we have met because uh i don't remember if we did um and maybe i did i don't know uh, but clearly he's got a very interesting resume uh, i think the most impressive thing of the last week was that no one broke the story up until literally, what, minutes before, I think Ralph Russo from AP at it first, and then John Wilner uh, from the, the Pac-12 uh, hotline there at San Jose Mercury News. I think they were the first two, but it was within, you know, minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's unprecedented because he wasn't on any list. And in fact, he said that mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of his uh, news conference. But look, um, I think this is different than the Larry Scott hire where Yes, that was outside the box. He came from WTA, whereas George is coming from, uh, yes, MGM, but at the same time, his background in television says to me that that's their focus, which it needs to be, Mm -hmm. uh, because the biggest complaint about the Pac-12 network has been its reach, its distribution. And, you know, the Pac-12 whether they liked it or not, probably should have tried to partner up Mm -hmm. the way the Big Ten Network did with Fox, the way the SEC and the ACC networks did with ESPN. Um, But they tried to go their own way, and it clearly was not the correct choice. So now, where are they going to go? Is it going to be in the tech hub of an Amazon, a YouTube, uh, a Google, um, you know, something of that nature? Maybe, mm. but um, they're going to need, obviously, someone who's very savvy in the television space right. in the next few years. Hulu has live sports. Hulu, mm. 
TikTok. I yep. love the idea of just like Hep Cronin having his own sports on Prime TikTok. Uh, what what about the he's coming from MGM? Uh, that stood out to me because obviously gambling in the last like ten years, five years, whatever the timeline <laughs> is. Uh, sports gambling in this country has gone from like the seedy underbelly mm-hmm. where you you kind of talk about it if you want to seem cool amongst your friends you're like I gamble I'm a bad boy I don't care mm-hmm. to now it's like every like every sports show that exists you have to know the line to everything every app that has every score it's gambling has become a part of of the culture in in, in American sports uh, and his ties to MGM tell me or, or make me start thinking as someone who knows nothing about this but I'm just connecting dots Andy. Do do you envision a world where, whether it's the Pac-12 or or others, we are moving towards a a, a point where there go, there is going to be some sort of marriage where uh, gambling is no longer. Uh, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm saying these words out loud, given the 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 long history of point shaving in college mm. basketball, for example. But uh, do you think there will be a point where this is above the table and it's like gambling is is a part of college basketball? We embrace it as an NCAA. We uh. <laughs> We, we show the lines. Yeah, you can go to an NCAA tournament game and, and they're showing the lines of the game. Do you think we'll ever get to that point? Like, do you think this George Klievkov is, is the first step towards that? Yes. And I think we're inching our way there. Uh, and I'll just use myself as an example in that, um, you know, when I first started doing stuff with March Madness in year one, I didn't do a bracket. And I know uh, we don't put the lines on the bracket. But it is a form, if you will, of gambling, even though it's sort of at a base, mm-hmm. uh, but to make weekly predictions. And like I said, I don't do it with the line, but I'm still making a pick. Um, I do a bracket show on the March Madness platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so even though I'm not doing it with the lines, I'm still making predictions under that umbrella. And I think that is another way in which things have changed and they're going in that direction. Uh, will I be asked to do it against the spread at some point? Maybe that hasn't happened yet, but uh, clearly the fact that I'm at least, I, I'm just using myself, the fact that I'm doing it at this stage under that March madness headline, I think says something. And it does seem like if the NCAA is cut in, if it's like a big DraftKings deal or something like that, then we're more prone to have yeah. a situation where it's inclusive rather than like, you know, cast to the side. As we're talking about the Pac-12, Andy, I do want to talk about, because Titus and I were talking about winner, winners and losers of the offseason. And I think UCLA is one of those teams where there's such a winner. Everyone's talking about how great Mick Cronin is now. Uh, we do it on this show. We're privy to that. You got Peyton Watson, a five-star coming in. You have the Johnny Juzang mystery. Will he? won't he could he come back if he does or the, are they the number they don't one really team? need him but if they if, if he, he does, does they're back, over the top oh my god yeah how much of that pr is going to help the pac-12 because it does seem like ucla can be a banner school in basketball now yeah i i think that, you know and i've been doing a weekly thing that clearly you're not paying attention to but that's okay uh, i'm sort of <laughs> my roster winners Andy. every week <laughs> and i had ucla as one of the winners i think like two weeks ago okay. um when they picked up miles <laughs> miles johnson from rutgers yeah. Um, because I think he is a maybe one of the most important transfers in the portal mm. for that specific team. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, as we all watch, uh, Cody Riley had to do everything by himself uh, inside, and they needed another experience big. And I think Miles Johnson can deliver that for him, rim protector, finisher, uh, and he's like the perfect fifth-year guy 
because he's a great student, really good, high character, will cause you no problems, and he can play, mm. and he fills a void. Mm. Uh, so I, I think that's like the perfect guy for them to fill in. Um, you know, Tiger Campbell's back. Um, you know, Jaime Jaquez, we know, is going to be back. Uh, Singleton will be back. And we'll see on Juzang. Uh, you know, to me, they are a top five team uh, with or without Johnny. Um, you know, with them, they can win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how all the other guys fit in, the newcomers you just mentioned, Watson. But, um, yeah, I think they're one of my big winners. I will also add that if I can jump ahead here, just rattling these off in no particular order, Gonzaga is a winner. Okay. Um, as they could, you know, think about their recruiting class right now, Chet Holmgren. Hunter Salas just picked up Noel Hickman, mm-hmm. let alone uh, Andrew Nemhard and Drew Timmy are coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Indiana's a big winner uh, because right now Trace Jackson Davis, mm-hmm. I think that's monster. He could be preseason Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, and then Miller Cobb, I think, will be better yeah. served at Indiana than Northwestern where there's not that pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if Indiana's guards are come through, I think they're a big winner. LSU. Uh, getting Adam Miller uh, is a big plus. Um, Kentucky now with the news that getting Ty Ty Washington and Shavir Wheeler. Uh, so they're a winner. Villanova getting their guys back. Mm. Richmond, senior class. I like what Houston did. Uh, I love that Oklahoma got the Groves brothers. Uh, I think that's perfect. You know, after Eastern Washington, what they did and playing for Porter Mosier. And then, uh, you know, the other just sort of, Two schools I would just throw out there is Houston. I thought they did really well. Okay. Uh, and Maryland. Maryland, yeah. I'm really high on because I love Fats Russell and I love Cutis Wahab. And I think those other guys are going to come back. So it's a little bit of a hedge here. But I think that their guys that declared for the draft ultimately will come back. And Maryland's going to be right there to potentially win the league. I think Maryland, uh, Maryland's problem was they they did they made all their moves. It felt like way too early in the process. Like the season ended, and it felt like Maryland, like Russell and Wahab and and Turgeon signing extension, and all mm-hmm. these things happened like immediately. Whereas Cal is being smart about this. He's letting Cal it linger. Is, yes, he's Cal lets it linger. Yes. He gets like a new guy every week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's another reason to talk about Always Kentucky. Always win the headlines in the yeah. news cycle. Yes. And he's, he's, he's kicking the kid. Uh, speaking of all these commitments going on, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this exercise with you because we the, in the offseason, one thing we have to do is we have to look at – Hey, can I just add what, one go thing? Ahead, of course. Ben Hallen? Ben Hallen? One thing. No, I was just going to say one thing. Yes, he did a great job, obviously, with, you know, leading off Garrison Brooks. But I would just say one other thing about the assistants because we don't talk about this enough. Um. While there was so much hype about Kentucky poaching two guys from Illinois yep. in Campbell and Antigua, um, I think you just mentioned Cutis Wahab. I think getting Danny Manning, oh, Mark Turgeon's yeah. former teammate, That's a good one. was a great hire. Mm-hmm. And think about Wahab. He's going to be coached by Patrick Ewing and Danny That's Manning. Insane. Uh, I mean, if that doesn't get ready for the NBA, I don't know what does as a big man. I'm already – I can't wait to have Wahab on our show after this season and ask him who was better. Yeah, who's a better big, <laughs> who's man the coach. better big man coach? <laughs> <laughs> Just watch him freeze. Yeah. This connection's not working. Uh, well, no, before I get to what I was going to ask you, what about losers? So you, you had mm. you had 100 winners on your list. Uh, what about <laughs> basically anybody who added a player in the offseason we know is a winner? What about the losers? Who are the big losers, and why are they Illinois and Texas Tech, would you say? Okay, so I want to – I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, evasive here, but I want to wait Okay. to see what happens at a couple of these schools. I do think Rutgers, you know, has taken a hit. 
um, by, as I mentioned, losing Johnson. I haven't seen so far them replenish the way they need to. Mm. I think Iowa, while they did get Bohannon back, um, losing Frederick, and I think they could lose Wieskamp. I think he'll probably stay in the draft. That's a major hit that I don't think they're getting the replenishment back. So, you know, those are two schools in the Big Ten. Uh, obviously Texas tech was going to get raided. And then we saw on Monday with Mac McClung's decision, yep. you know, that's a, that's a gut punch for Mark Adams uh, because he was hoping that the McClung was going to be, you know, sort of an anchor for him. Uh, so yes, that's definitely hit. Oh, you know, the, the school I didn't mention, of course, that's a big winner not to go back to the winners, but it's Texas, mm. you know, Texas did an unbelievable job, mm-hmm. obviously with the transfer portal and then appeared uh, at a blank check for his staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, I, I? I mentioned Illinois. Uh, we you already brought up the, them losing their assistants. I am slowly talking myself into um, it, like it doesn't look great for Illinois right now. They've, they're losing all of their assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. Io's gone. Adam Miller transfers basically because uh, Cha-Ching, I guess. <laughs> why he transfer. Uh, but I'm slowly talking myself into them like circling the wagons and, mm-hmm. and Curbelo's back, Trent Frazier's back. And, and I like under, the backcourt a lot. Yeah. Underwood gets that backcourt yeah. and, and then he just talks to, and, and he just, he just like hypes them up. And, and if Kofi's back, like they could actually circle the wagons, say everyone is counting us out. We have, I'm your only coach now. You have, we have no assistant. No. Underwood doesn't even hire any more assistants. <laughs> He's like, this is this is it. We're we're it's it, we just the guy. They don't even, yeah. they don't even recruit anybody else to fill mm-hmm. in all the the spots that they're losing. He does all the jobs, and they're saying this is it. We're <laughs> we're rolling with what we got. To hell with the haters. Let's go. Let's go compete. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, um, I have Illinois finishing anywhere probably from, you know, one or two to seven in the Big Ten because mm-hmm. I first of all I really like their backcourt of Curbelo. Um, Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams. Yeah. Those three guys, two of them are fifth-year guys, and then Curbelo. You could argue at times was their sort of unheralded MVP yeah. last mm-hmm. season. The big unknown is Kofi Coburn. It is surprising to me that he's not all in in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Now, deadline technically, you know, to get in is May thirtieth. To withdraw is July seventh. But I kind of figured it was a no-brainer that he would be all in, and he's not. Uh, at least not yet, which causes me some pause. Like, wait a minute, maybe he really is thinking mm-hmm. about this and coming back for one more year. Um, because, uh, you know, I've had NBA scouts tell me kind of both sides. On one side, you know, is he a little bit of a baby shack? On the other side, you know, what else can he do in the NBA yeah. uh, besides dunk? And how often is he going to be in that position? You know, can he develop his game outside? You know, could he need another year to do that and really become a lock, you know, somewhere in that first round? So that would be interesting. The other thing, by the way, um, the Ohio State University, Mm. uh, I have to mention them. Go on. Near and dear to your (laughs) in that one. Very interesting that they got multiple players from the Big Ten. Jamari Wheeler from Penn State uh, and Joey Brunk from Indiana, who, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Kyle Young. I think is one of the unheralded returnees of the super seniors yep. because he was as good as any player in the big 10 in the big 10 tournament before he was out of the concussions uh, symptoms. He had 18 points in 19 minutes uh, against Purdue mm-hmm. before he had to go out and didn't finish that game. And then they lose in the first round. Oh yeah. As we know to oral rock. Thank you, Andy. Um, and if they get back Dwayne Washington and EJ Liddell, that's the big if, but if they do, 
they're going to be really, thank really you. good. Andy, thank you so much for pointing out that Kyle Young was not playing in that game. We were not at yes. full strength. I feel like no one else is talking about this, mm-hmm. and that needs to be brought up. As you're telling me, Kobe Cobra might come back. He's your DeAndre oh, Hunter forever. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Like We would have obviously you – know, who knows what we could have done if we were at full strength. Um, well, I picked Ohio State to go to the Final Four, so – I, I, I did too. Uh, <laughs> You, you talking about Kobe Coburn coming back. My mind is just flash forwarding to December where Kobe mm. Coburn is taking jab step threes. He's bricking them all, but he's just trying to show the scouts. Like, yeah, I can do I'm this. Let's right. see where the shack goes. I mean, are you surprised that he's not all in? Yeah, I am because he, he feels like a guy that, uh, honestly, I, I, I say it respectfully, but like, I don't know how he's going to get better unless he does do that. Like, that's yeah. my fear is that he's going to come back and be like, I have to drastically defensive change slide my game. drills is what he needs. After um, the Crutwig game. Yeah, but I don't I don't see how he's gonna like the, the problems that ail him, which is basically that he's massive and he can't move his feet that well mm-hmm. in certain contexts. I don't see how he's gonna like practice that and get better at that, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an idiot. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if he gets better. So I don't I but Mark, did, did you think he was gonna be immediately all in in the NBA draft? I did. I did. Yes, I agree. Yes, I did. I thought he was definitely gone. I thought him and AO. People were, probably still I don't believe gone. that he could come back. I feel like yeah. if we're having this conversation. Illinois fans might even have checked out and said, Coffee, you yeah, know, Kofi's gone. Even, so yeah, don't yeah. even entertain it. Uh I want to ask you this, Andy, because we, we we've talked about some of these recruits coming in and transfers and all that kind of stuff. So I one of the things we do in the offseason is we look at the macro. We look at college basketball as a whole. We put our finger on the pulse. We figure out is this sport dying? Where, where is the wind blowing? All that kind of stuff. So I'm going to give you a list of uh, decisions that have been made. And you tell me which one is the biggest data point, like caught your attention as like, a, oh, that's interesting. That might be where we're headed in the future as college basketball. So we have mm. Chet Holmgren to Gonzaga, which tells me that like Gonzaga is a bona fide heavyweight recruiting power. Like now we have to take them seriously among, amongst the Dukes and Kentuckys yes. of the world. Blue Bloods. Uh, Efton Reed to LSU, which tells me that Will Wade is never out of anything mm-hmm. ever. And we always have to consider mm-hmm. if a guy puts out three schools as his final list. If Will Wade sends LSU you a Zoom list. link, it's over. Yep. He's going there. Uh, Patrick Baldwin to Milwaukee, playing mm-hmm. for his dad, the family connection. Uh, CJ Frederick to Kentucky, tampering going on with transferring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wheeler to Kentucky, and in, in conference. Uh, you know, you brought up the two guys going to Ohio State, but I think Wheeler's the more notable example of a guy mm-hmm. going in conference, leading scorer of a team, transfers in conference. And then finally, all these G League kids who I don't even know their names and no one else will and who cares about them, but they, they're they apparently announcing they're going to the G League. Which of those examples are you looking at as saying, like, that's that caught my attention as something that is going to continue to happen as we move forward here? Mm. Do I have to pick one? Or just a couple, whatever. I don't know. Riff, do your Andy Katz magic and, and, and take that pride. Touch on all those. <laughs> so the Gonzaga thing is, I think, incredibly significant because of the timing. Um, they obviously have now put back-to-back years from Suggs to this class of elite top 10 talent from high school. They're doing it right on the heels of losing their top assistant coach, Tommy Lloyd, to Arizona. Mm. Um, so I think that's significant that it's they're just sort of blowing through what you would think would be these obstacles that could come right at them. Mm. And now, yes, they have blue in their uniform, which is not a prerequisite, <laughs> but um, it it's hard to argue against them being a blue blood um, at this juncture uh, with two national championship games um, in the last, what, uh, four or five four years, years yeah. 17 and yeah. 21. Um, the Efton Reed one was significant to me 
after the fact, and I'm trying to remember who had this. I don't know if it was Zagoria, but uh, someone wrote that uh, he was told that um, the games in the overtime elite. Do I have that right? The name of the league? Yes. Um, the prep school. Kevin Ollie's going to yeah, be in. Yeah. We're going to be against ever. Uh, we're going to be against other prep schools. Mm. And uh, with that being the case, that obviously didn't do anything for Efton Reed. And and he chose LSU for whatever reason. Chose LSU. And <laughs> I think reason. that is significant because I will say this forever. And you guys agree with me on this. I know because we share the passion that Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley and, and Kate Cunningham, we can go down the list, have benefited, will benefit financially yep. by at least playing one season in college basketball. Yep. Zion Williamson clearly benefited yep. from playing. doesn't mean they wouldn't have gotten money out of high school, maybe a deal or two, uh, but there's no question that the amount of exposure that you can get and we saw the ratings for non-football, uh, and the two Gonzaga mm. games were one and two in the last year, UCLA game and then the Baylor game. Uh, the exposure, you cannot put a price tag on. Uh, and nobody, nobody cares about the G League, except for those playing in it. Mm -hmm. And anyone playing in it does not want to be in it. They want to be out of it as soon as possible, okay? Even the coaches, they want to move up. So you're in something that no one wants to be in and, you know, for longer than six months. So no one knows who these people are except for the scouts. And then, yeah, obviously we'll get to know them at some point. So that, that the, I, I'd say those are the two that jump out at me the most. Yeah. Was the examples you throw at me. Gonzaga. <laughs> yep. And Afton. Okay. And what about Jalen Green coming out and saying that if he had played college basketball, yeah. he would be the number one pick? I thought that was great for college basketball. That was that was probably yeah. the worst thing for the G League. Your number one guy comes out and says, I wish I would have played college basketball. So yeah. not dead yet. Not dead yet. Uh is is there anything else that we need to hit on? I mean, the, the name image likeness stuff, for the love of God. Like I, I feel it. like I feel like <laughs> I'm, it, it's deja vu that that I, I feel like we're stuck now in the the FBI cycle where yes. for five years it felt like everyone's just wait and see. Where you'd see a headline and it's like Arizona is busted. You're like, weren't they already busted? Like for like what is going on here? Like we, haven't we already done this? And I feel that way with the name image likeness stuff where I saw like headlines today yeah. about name image likeness situation, and I'm like, have we not already yeah. I thought California passed a yeah, law we like joke two about years it, Andy. ago. Remember when Gavin Newsom signed the bill on the yeah, shop? Yeah, that changed everyone, everything. Yeah, that changed everything. Where are we with this, Andy? Like, what, what, what is going on? Well, I mean, there's no way Congress is going to act between now and July 1st. No way. Uh, I mean, on anything. I'd like them to <laughs> probably do an infrastructure bill first and fix them, mm -hmm. you know, uh, bridges and roads. Yes. Um, which you would argue is probably more important. So I think that's going to... The chances that that happens, um, you know, I, I just don't see any NIL bill coming through Congress. So now you have state legislatures. They're clearly uh, doing their own thing. And what I do think will happen between now and July 1st is I think sometime in June, there will be an emergency board of directors meeting, mm. emergency legislation to pass nationally some sort of NIL uh, because I don't see how the organization, the member schools, uh, want to be in a situation because they otherwise will be where some states have it and some don't. Yeah. So I think there's going to be some form of national NIL through the NCAA legislation 
by July 1st. There we go. Wow. All right. I like it. That's and you've all already seen schools like Arkansas. They've already built a division now for NIL stuff. I mean, North Carolina is doing I'm, that. So I'm so excited for like the August 17th headline that I read that the NCAA is once again not <laughs> discussing name, image, likeness right now. We are going to visit. The, and it's a Mark Emmer quote. It's like, we will revisit that yes. in three months at our next meeting. <laughs> but you know, guys, can I just throw one thing in? Is I, I do want to caution mm. that I hope these schools are judicious about this and sort of almost like know your audience. And I say that in that, um, for example, and I'm sure you were a part of this, Mark, you know, when you do the uh, post scrimmage um, signings up on the concourse yep. and all the kids that usually aren't, don't go to games and they want your autograph on the, on the team poster, like that thing, you shouldn't charge for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like balance what you should give away and what you think is earned for these players. Yeah. And I think they're going to need to strike that balance um, in each local community, because I think that will turn people off. If you got a bunch of little kids, right. you know, with a little tip jar, putting five bucks in before you get, you know, Johnny's autograph on the poster that you're going to see at the sub shop down the street. Right. Right. Yeah. I was, I li listen, I, I've been wanting name image likeness since I was uh, sitting on the bench at Ohio state. And I look into the crowd and see, thousands of people wearing club trail shirts and I could not profit a dime off of any of that. And, uh, I, I remember thinking this is, this is very bizarre because I was not under scholarship at the time. So like I had to follow the NCAA rules while at the same, cause you know, like the argument is always like, you, you don't need any money on top of what you're you already getting. You have a scholarship. That's what you're getting paid. And I was like, I'm not getting a scholarship either. I have no scholarship. I have no, I cannot cash in on this. What is going on? Uh, but no, I'm here now. I'm talking to Andy Katz. I'm talking to Tate Frazier yeah, at this beautiful go. Fox set. None of that would have been possible without my experience. So I, I came out a winner, but, uh, Andy, we appreciate you making time Thank for us. Thank God you didn't go to the G League. Yeah, no kidding. If I'd have gone to the G League, who knows where I'd be right now. Uh, go work on that forehand. Go work on charging the net, whatever else enjoy in your tennis Newport, game. Yeah. Uh, enjoy Newport. And uh, we'll, we'll check back in throughout the offseason for sure when, when we need to. Please do. All right. Thanks, You're Andy. the best. Right. Thanks, Andy. All right, there we go. Thank you, Andy Katz. We appreciate Andy coming on the show. Hopefully, uh, elbow is great. The sleeve holds that elbow in tight, and he has a, a great summer dude. playing tennis. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta see. See how affinity was when I said pickleball. I didn't know that was like a tennis. People were upset that you think that they have to move on to pickleball. But yeah, I, I thought it was a choice. You could play either one or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's. Uh, I, I do love to. We got a clip of like nobody wants to. Nobody watches the G League, and nobody wants to play in the G League. We mm. need to like. We need to splice that. And anytime we get G League announcements, we just like put that out and just data cats being like nobody cares yes nobody cares <laughs> yes it was great it was, it was so great good. we needed that i needed that energy uh, all right shout outs closeouts what but, do we got let's talk about pat baldwin jr yes, uh, yes who decided not to go to the g league not to go to duke which are usually the top two options yep. for a five-star these days he decided to play for his dad Mm -hmm. at UW Milwaukee. Uh, there were a lot of comments saying they went from 700 fans to 17,000 fans. I don't know if it was like that, but it was a nice uh, reminder that, you know, family's first in these types of situations, and he chooses his dad over the bag. Top five recruit, mm. I believe. Yeah. Top five. You know how this works, maybe? though. The, yeah, the, the yeah, longer yeah, yeah. you wait not to commit, the, the higher you move up the rankings as a five-star. But, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it is exciting. I, I love when this happens. I love when guys stay home, um, mm. which, uh, it, you know, it can be geographical. And you go to your little – that's why – I mean, the, the great example is Zion and, and Clemson. I wanted that so badly. That was I know you wanted him to go to North Carolina. Yeah. He goes to Duke. I want him to go to Clemson because he's like from the area. That's I, I love when guys do that. 
Uh, when guys play for their dads, I also love that. And mm -hmm. especially a situation like this where uh, that's, you know, he, he, if he tells his dad, I'm going to play for Duke, I don't think his dad is upset at all. He's like, yeah, I understand, no. son. That makes no. a ton of sense. So. Yeah, no, and I'm happy for you. But then you think about some of the great father-son pairings in history. We got Dick Bennett, Tony Bennett. We got yep. Press Maravich, Pistol, you know, Pistol Pete, of course. Kevin Willard, Ralph Willard. list goes on. There's so many options. Doug McDermott? Yeah. Greg McDermott? There you go. Is, Ray McCallum. Who's we've we've asked this and before. Ray McCallum Jr. We've asked this before, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I remember people gave us answers, but then I forget what those answers were because I'm an idiot. Uh, I, Mike Bibby's the one that comes to mind as a, his dad was a coach, mm -hmm. and he didn't go play for his dad, and he went somewhere else. Who's like the? Is he the best? God, I. I mean, her, I remember, we, well, we, I guess their dad was high school. I was, we, I was about to do that. Who's the best that like didn't play for their dad when mm. they very well could have or everyone? Mm. I don't, I don't know how to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why, why did you not play for your dad again? You're like, cause I'm better than that. Or like, I honestly, the, it's not the same, but Scott May and Sean May, the fact that Sean May went to, went Carolina, to Carolina, I mean, not to say That's, Scott May was the coach, but it did feel very much like you're, that you're like fighting the family. Yeah. yeah so. I was, I was at assembly hall when he came back to play and I've never heard people boo as loud as they did when every time Sean May did anything. Yeah. I mean, Indiana fans brutal. were upset when brutal. they showed Scott May in the final yeah. four. They're like, don't show him. He's not related. <laughs> they don't know each other. Oh. <laughs> Man, it was absolutely brutal. That's exciting. I saw uh, uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. His quote was, I will be playing for my dad in Milwaukee. Mm. I had some great options, which made me not rush through the process. The thought of playing for my dad was too good to pass up. In today's day and age, you see mid-majors having great success. Most recently, Loyola and Oral Roberts. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I think UW-Milwaukee should be writing, should be sending gift baskets to Sister Jean yeah. and basically the entire SEC because we know that Oral Roberts beat Florida Mm -hmm. Gave Arkansas embarrass Florida. Embarrass Florida. Don't know if we'll ever see Florida come back from this. Yes, I don't know how you can. Uh, <laughs> and then Arkansas, who had a great year, and obviously, you know, mm. we're, we're on the must bus, and we're excited for what Arkansas, uh, the, the future, and, and how great of a season they had this year going to the lead eight. But we got to say, man, Oral Roberts gave them all they could handle. Yeah. And without those things happening. Does Patrick Baldwin go to UW-Milwaukee? I don't know. I'm just, I'm reading his quote. So there's that. And if you're him, you look at like a Ja Moran, you look at a Dame Lillard, you look at a CJ McComb, the list goes on. I mean, if you are talented, you can go somewhere. Let's we all a, know where you are. Let's we'll do, find you. Let's do a fun NBA. exercise. Go back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, things you know about UW-Milwaukee other than Patrick Baldwin going there. Okay. Uh, uh, and we'll just go back and forth until one of us runs out of things we oh, know. Go. It's in Milwaukee. Uh, Bruce Pro coach there. All right. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, shout out to UW Green Bay. I know that's where Dick and Tony Bennett were. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's my extent there. Um, I just want to shout out to the Hall of Fame. That was a great moment this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Vanessa Bryant pretty much stole the show there. But those three guys in the class we talked about on Friday, I thought that was a great moment for basketball. Well, one thing I meant to bring yeah. up when we were talking about that, Kobe and Garnett, you could make an argument. And I will right this second, in Please. fact, that uh, the one and done era exists because of those two guys, because they come out of high school mm -hmm. and they're so good mm -hmm. that all these high school kids are like, I, I, I Jonathan Bender's like, I'm the next Kevin Garnett. Yep. Watch this. Sebastian and, Telfair. Every, yeah, every, everyone everybody. was like, I'm yeah. going to be Kobe or yep. KG. I'm going to come out, which like, you know, they have the freedom to do that. But then eventually the NBA was like, this is ridiculous. We, we have 20 high schoolers coming out every year and you guys all suck. Yeah. And we don't want to have to waste bench space and all that. So we have Kobe and Garnett to thank for the one and done era of college basketball. Kevin wow. Durant never goes to Texas 
if Anthony Davis doesn't go to Kentucky, if not for Kevin Garnett and Kobe yeah. Bryant, there yeah. you go. There you go. Thank you, Kobe. So, thank, thank you, KG. You, uh, yeah. Thank you, Tim Duncan. I thank mean, <laughs> my goodness, what a great guy. Uh, so that was good. And then shout out Jay Cole. That was another basketball thing this weekend. Three points right. in his debut. Felt very much like one time I scrimmaged at Carolina with the real team. You know, it wasn't everybody yeah. was there, but I got to like play with them. And it was just kind of like stay out of the way. You know, that was yeah. that those are the rules, you know, and you get your buckets when you can get a nice free throw and a technical like that's good to see. Um, you got a technical? No, well, he got to shoot the technical free throw. Oh, he got the technical. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, you got to get the stat padding. <laughs> we like to see that from his team. Shout out to the Patriots. I'm a big Patriots fan, so yeah. good to see them 1-0 the Cole, The J. Cole uh, BAL jersey. That's what you wear, Coachella. That, that is, I know. And I'm wearing the Mac McClellan. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell people why J. Cole is not performing at Coachella, because uh, they don't pay enough money. I'm going to rip through some other <laughs> shout-outs here. Uh, shout-out to uh, Foster Lawyer transferring to Davidson. This was a big deal. The new Steph Curry. Some are calling saying. him. Yeah. yeah, Steph 2.0. Who needs it's Kellen Grady. We yeah. got Foster Lawyer. You know what? Forget it. For, sorry, Mac McClung, <laughs> Beijing, Ducks jersey. I'm wearing the Foster Lawyer. <laughs> well, will they unretire 30? They, they haven't retired 30, right? Because uh-uh. he didn't graduate. Because Steph never graduated exactly. from Davidson. I love that, by the way. There's a chance. I love that rule that they're like, you have to graduate. We're not retired. Well, Wake Forest has done the same thing to Chris Paul. Chris Paul is That's getting so a degree great, right now from Winston-Salem State and is saying that he wants to have his jersey at Winston-Salem State instead of Wake Forest. So we're going to have to update our show when we talk about Wake Forest. We That's cannot so mention good. Chris Paul anymore. That's so good. Yeah. I love it. I I, <laughs> I, mean, I I love that the university's like Steph. The the whole reason anybody knows anything about us is because of you. Yes, but you're you but didn't graduate. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta go to class. Sorry. <laughs> He's like okay. Get your ass back to well, class. I'll never come here. Uh, also, Danny Peters, my my former uh, walk on brethren, my yeah, my my yeah. walk on partner in crime for four years at Ohio State uh, was my college roommate all four years. Not necessarily. Uh, when we would go on the road, we only lived together like one year, but you know what I mean? Like the yeah. whole four years we were playing basketball together. We were always roommates on the road. Uh, he was on Sean Miller's staff at Arizona. Uh, he was not kept around by Tommy mm-hmm. Lloyd, but he has landed on his feet as Xavier. So uh, Danny Peters back in Ohio, oh. excited for him. So we got to throw up the X. He grew up a UC guy. His dad was on yeah. hugging staff at UC. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how I already texted him and said, if you guys lose to UC, I'm going to accuse you of shenanigans and you throw well, the game. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'm a UC guy. I'm a West Th- Miller guy. So that's apologies, true. Danny Peters. That's true. You know what it is. Bearcats for <laughs> that's life. That's true. I got to become a Xavier guy now. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's our show. We there we go. Crosstown shootout. Yes. We should go. Perfect. We should go. Man, zip them up. Let's go to the Crosstown shootout. One of the greatest fights I ever saw live in college basketball. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, that day I was scared for North Carolina Duke. I was like, we might not be the number one rivalry anymore. These guys are really about it. So. Um, what a time. Two more shout outs. Uh, Adam Sandler was playing pickup basketball. That video is going viral and yeah. everyone's talking about it. And uh, I just love it's very uh, Prince I, vibes. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it so much. I, yeah. I love that he's married to the game. God bless you, Adam Sandler. He never stopped playing basketball. Go, go look at the movies. I mean, and that's, then that's uh, shout out to Justin Fields, who uh, I, I saw pictures slash videos yeah. slash whatever else of him in a Bears uniform. And uh, I think I'm a Bears fan now. So I just wanted to mm. say that at the end where no one's listening. I've anymore. been there. I've been there. So I've taken the mantle from you. Yeah. I mean, good luck. I hope it works out better than it did for me. Because let me just tell you, I turned on the city of Chicago halfway through it. I'm like, stop talking about Trubisky. I've picked up all of the the baggage that you've dropped. And I've said, Uh, I will take this. I am now a Bears fan. I I want Josh Allen just to get hurt one half so that Mitch Trubisky can light it up for like three touchdowns. And then I just say, Chicago, you're the curse. You're the curse. It's not Mitch's fault. Is that it? You got anything else? That's it. That's it. All right. Uh, Pacers Hornets Oof. on Tuesday. If we uh, if that game does not tear this podcast apart, which it very well may. Good. 
We will Good. be back on Friday with another show, but my God, I, I'm not. I'm we'll not know making who's any in the playoffs at that point. Yeah, I'm not making any promises <laughs> because if my beloved Pacers go mm. down to your beloved. <laughs> I can't do it. Goodbye. I, I mean, come on, Hornets. Yeah. come on, Hornets, please.